No, good evening, guys. Welcome to another episode of Dog Sports Live with Graham and Josh. Dog out. He's dog out west on Twitter. I am dog underscore stats. We are uh, grinding some more. Nope, can't say that. Can't say that. Sorry. Sorry. Breaking down some tape. Breaking down. Sorry, Brooksy. We love you. Uh, no, uh, yeah, we're we're looking at the O line and the D line battle in the trenches. Uh, Graham tweeted it. Where and then what we're doing. And uh, we've got a bunch of plays and some good and some bad, just like uh, any scrimmage should be. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. And with that, I will introduce my man, Graham. Good evening, Graham. Good evening. How's it going, Josh? I am good. Burning it at both ends like we always do. But you're moving this week. I'm working this week. But here we are hanging out. I, I love it. I mean, we're going to be doing this all spring and summer until we get to the real, to the real games. I'm stoked. That's right. We're doing our thing got to find some stuff to talk about man yeah no we got a lot to talk about we've got um a highly recruited offensive line with a lot of uh high five and four stars that are looking to break in from the the true freshman mims to tate ratledge to some salier and justin schaefer who've been with the program for a long time um no one really knows how it's gonna shake out but we've we've got the guys and we just want i think we're all curious about who's going to be at left guard and at left tackle and um and so what what have you uh what do you see from the tape and what are you what are your thoughts on it you there yeah i mean i yeah you hear me yeah 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 we're good knock it out yeah so i mean my i what i saw was some wins and some losses you know like the the young offensive linemen they had some moments where you saw why they were five-star recruits and they had some moments where uh, they looked like freshmen and sophomores and, and young guys who have not played very many snaps. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I think there's the flashes of potential. The question is who was most consistent. And uh, I think we'll kind of get into that as we go through the tape, but um, yeah, there, there's a lot, lot to look at here. All right. So Let's. This is the. I guess a third early in the game. Third snap. You've got some Ratledge and uh, a Ratledge play here. So let's see what you got here on this snap. Yeah. So we got Ratledge. He's lined up at right guard, and he does a good job on Devonte Wyatt. McClendon does a good job. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Uh, Fitzpatrick does a great job on Nolan Smith. He's the tight end lined up at the bottom of the screen. He's going to drive Smith backwards. McClendon sees that Fitzpatrick has him well handled and he comes up to the second level and takes care of a mere speed. And so you've got three guys working in unison on the right side of the line. First play of the game, really kind of setting a tone. Devontae Wyatt got through that hole, but Ratledge did enough to keep him out of that play. Um, and like, that's beautiful O-line play, right? Like, I don't care what level of football if you've got three guys working together on one side of the line doing that, you're going to have some plus runs and, and some success in the running game. So I, I was really impressed with that. And I mean, I thought Tate Ratledge, you know, that's kind of, that's his first rushing run blocking opportunity in a, a game like situation. And he did a great job. All right. Here's the next place third and three. So this is a critical down. Um, yeah. So you'll see Devonte Wyatt number 95, defensive tackle uh he's gonna do some really good work on mcclendon the right tackle this is like kind of a down the line blocking scheme 
but he basically, if you kind of slow it down there after the ball snaps, instead of lunging forward and engaging with McClendon, he's going to kind of wait and work back with his hands and see where that run play is going. So he's patient and he doesn't let himself get caught up in the whole, whole, you know, in in the scrum there and the the blocking and, and just a really nice job watching what's going on, working back towards the play. Nolan Smith is there too. I don't know if there was kind of some missed assignments there or if that's the, you know, I mean, really that's kind of like a zone read play, but it's a, yeah, it felt like a game. Right. It felt like he should have been hitting the left and didn't he cut back right into, you know, right into the the defense there. So, yeah. Well, I mean, under normal circumstances, there's some threat of the quarterback taking the ball, but under uh, a G day game where, you know, JT is not going to get hit. Nolan Smith doesn't have to really play that that honestly you know what i mean yeah um so uh, here we no yeah no, no, um, ignore that that's not the play you want let me get to it okay you're good yep here we go yes so we're gonna get a, a a passing play here and it's not a sack but you know you see trevon walker get a good push up the field on mcclendon and nolan smith's gonna get a good push up the field on xavier trust smith is at the top of the line trust is your left tackle at the top of the screen there. And so it's not a sack and it turns into a positive game, but Daniels is kind of eager to dump this off just because the the pocket isn't that clean. And I think like that's some of what I would encourage folks to, to look at with some of the D line play. Like we keep stats for sacks, but we also keep stats for quarterback pressures and hurries, which is a very subjective, subjective thing depending on who's tracking it. But like, D linemen aren't just going to disrupt the offense with sacks. Like Georgia needs clean pockets to give time for JT to read and to have this vertical passing game that we want to have under Todd Monken. In order to do that, guys like Xavier Truss or whoever's playing left tackle, uh, they they need to you know keep keep these guys from getting a push and kind of starting to give JT happy feet back there. All right, this one's you got McClendon at right tackle. Yeah, so McClendon. Is this is him and Nolan Smith again? And again, it's it's a complete pass, but he gets inside of McClendon at the snap there. Yeah, you got it slowed down nice. So right at the snap, he's gonna jump inside of him. Uh Trevon Walker is, and McClendon is basically out of position at that point. And Daniels, you know, you see him there, he's he's flat footed, he's not throwing into he's not stepping into that throw because he doesn't have any room to. Um and, I mean, like, those are the little things that are the difference between a complete pass or an incomplete pass or a a situation where, you know, a guy has time to break free deep downfield on a long route. All right. We're, we're rolling. Here comes here comes your clip 10 here. Yeah. So, Tate Ratledge got the best of Devontae Wyatt on that uh, first run play we showed here. Wyatt's going to get some revenge on him. He's going to like absolutely shuck Tate Ratledge at right guard there and just bull right upfield. So, I mean, under normal circumstances, that's probably a sack. Uh, it's, I mean, it's hard to say sometimes with the, the non-contact jerseys, but I don't think people understand how good Devontae Wyatt is. Like he is extremely productive. He had more tackles and more tackles for loss last year than Jordan Davis. He's got an extremely quick jump off the snap moves more like a defensive end 
than a defensive tackle. And I think he's going to play in the NFL for a really long time. But um, yeah, I mean, Tate Ravlage, you know, this is like what he's going to see on Saturdays in the SEC. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a learning experience for him. But I mean, Wyatt's so quick with his hands. And he, you know, we saw him do it on that running play where he kind of worked back off McClendon and there he does it to Rattledge. Yeah, that's a great angle right there. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's just he just beats a man off the snap and you can just see what kind of that pressure that can do to, up, you know, upset a play like this. And he had no chance just because, you know, right. that's that's not it. Like you said, it's probably a sack, but if not, that's a quarterback pressure. And that's those are the stats you need. You know, that's a havoc play. Yeah, 100 percent. Um so, yeah, this is going to be a good job by the, the O-line on this one. Ratledge is going to do a really nice job picking up Channing Tindall. He's going to come on the blitz here, and Ratledge is 51. You see him uh, kind of pick up Tindall as he comes from the inside linebacker spot at the bottom there. You see him blitzing. Boom, Ratledge picks him up. And then Zamir White, Quay Walker's also blitzing up the middle there, and he picks yeah. up Quay. I mean, we've talked, um, about, we've talked about this. This is the kind of play that gets you on the field – Right. And keeps you on the field as a running back when you can you can pick up this block like this and just give that extra. You don't have to take him out, but you just got to give him that extra second to throw the ball. And that should have been a completion. Looks yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, was that, I mean, was that another number five missing? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, um, all right. Yeah. So now now we've got the black offense on the field, which is the second teamers, right? And so. Um, just, you know, so we're aware, like at center here, you got Cedric Van Pran, who was, you know, number one center in the country, two recruiting classes ago. You've got uh, Amarius Mims at left tackle, Broderick Jones at right tackle. And so these are the guys that, you know, should be pushing some of these veterans for playing time and should be in line to, to be starters next season. So we want to see them playing well, obviously. Um, Van Pran does a really good job at the snap he's 63 there he works up to the second level and puts a nice block on Smeal Mondin uh and Mims also if you run that back to the snap you'll see him at left tackle and just watch how fluid this guy is for six seven 320 pounds he moves so nice gets up there I mean it's not a perfect block because that linebacker's already kind of bit down a little bit but um you know it, it's it's a nice it's a nice play. Tramel Walther makes a good play in there. He goes unblocked uh, on the interior, but again, it's one of those zone plays where it's like you can't freeze a D end in a spring game with the threat of Carson Beck running the football. So um, that that play was blocked as it's designed to be blocked. It's just a spring game. Yeah, I mean, in Mims is in high school. You know, you know, like yeah. what two months before this. So. Um, and he's and he got a lot of good playing time in this in this game. I think we're all. Uh, I'm going to take it off the plays for a second here and uh, and talk for a second. And let me see here on it. Yeah. So real quick, taking a breath. That was a lot of plays. Um, and yeah, Mims is a guy that you know we've been talking on Twitter. It's like, is he going to get playing time as a true freshman uh, with Clemson? The first game of the season. It's like you know, there's not a lot of time to experiment. You got to go with who you think is the best chance to win. Um, that's the that's the, that's kind of a downside of having a big game up the front of the season. You know what I mean? You don't get 
um, a, uh, in Alabama, Birmingham, or even hell of Vanderbilt to, to kind of grow into, we got to win that game. So right now you think Mims, I mean, we haven't seen much, but what are you hearing? Do you think Mims has got a chance to, to be a starter or, or one of, certainly I do. one of, yeah. yeah. I don't know if he's going to start game one. Um, Clemson has a, some really good players up front that can create some problems. Uh, I'll put it this way. Xavier trust. And I mean, we'll show some, some more clips here in a minute, but like, he's not the answer to left tackle. He's just not going to be able to, to hold up and against the, the speed of an sec defensive line. Uh, he struggled against Cincinnati and that's not, you know, Cincinnati has some very good players on their defense, but like just, from what I see in his game, I don't think Georgia's ceiling is as high with him at left tackle as it might be with someone else. And, you know, that that very well could be an Amarius Mims. That could be a McClendon shifting over from right tackle to left tackle. It could be Jamari Sawyer. There's a very good chance that it'll be him. Um, but, yeah, it's it's – if Georgia goes into the Clemson game with Xavier Trust, he's either A, improved tremendously over the offseason, or B, Georgia's in a lot of trouble, in my opinion. Um, and, I mean, like, that that, that would be something that would kind of set my alarm bells off a little bit. And it's not that he's not a good player, a good kid, anything like that. I mean, like, we're never here to disparage these guys. They're all doing their best. Uh, he, he's big, and he's got really great size. He just doesn't have the footwork in the hands right now to really work with some of these speed rushes around the outside. Uh, and we'll, we'll show that as we go. Um, All right. We got Mims on a play right here that you broke down. You said he Mims picks up his guy, but Clay Webb misses and, and uh, yeah, yeah. batted ball. Yeah. I don't think this, is that not it? No, that's not it. All right. Uh, let me see here. 16. 16. There we go. Yeah, there we go. So Clay Webb is going to have a nice pancake on the inside at uh, at guard. And um, again, I mean, this is a nice running play. Broderick Jones does a really good job at the top of the screen at right tackle with Chambliss. And um, again, Mims, yeah, he's just really quick and you forget kind of how big he is. Um and yeah, that was Webb pancaking in the backfield there. You kind of see the this come out as the play goes by. If you watch the right side of the screen, you'll see him with the takedown on uh, Nazir Stackhouse. But yeah, I mean, Mims is 65 out there, and it's just he doesn't look as big as he is. I, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm just going to kind of marvel at this the whole time on and off. But like the guy just moves so fluidly. He comes up, gets Mond in there. You know, he just looks super natural uh, moving downfield. And we've talked, you know, that's what Monken and Luke want out of their offensive linemen is guys that can pull and get downfield and get to the second level. So he's going to fit what they want to do really, really well. All right. This is the men's, uh, this is the men's play where he picks up his guy. Webb is late, right? This is what you've got this described as. Yep. On 18. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, I don't think this is that play, actually. Okay. Never mind, then. Hang on. Let's it's go all to, good. Let's go to 20. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so, yeah, Webb is going to do a good job here. 
this Blitzen's disguise and Rion Davis is going to come late from from the linebacker there, and he does a nice job of picking it up and, and kind of creating this play for for Washington downfield. But you've got a bunch of guys from the D-line up at the line of scrimmage. You don't know who's going to blitz. You see uh, Davis here kind of come off the corner, and Webb's number 60, and he's going to pick up zero there and does a really nice job keeping the pocket clean for Beck to, to get Darnell Washington in a one-on-one situation. And, I mean, you know, that's that's what this offense is designed to do if you give these quarterbacks and receivers three, four, five, six seconds, like you're going to get downfield explosives. So, All right. And this leads to the same drive? Yeah, very next play. Um, and so, yeah, we've got like a few different angles of this, but Darnell Washington is going to be on the top of your – on the top of the line there, and he does a really nice job setting the edge. And then Broderick Jones, the right tackle – pulls around him and does a really good job getting out on that pull, getting to Jackson, the safety, creating that, that lane for uh, Milton to come around the edge there on the touchdown. But Darnell Washington just doesn't, I mean, he, he's a very willing and uh, physical blocker. I mean, he's a big guy, you know, he, he throws that body around, but this is just really good work right here. Sealing, sealing that out for a, a run going to the outside. I mean, that's, that's exactly what you want to see. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. Ta- Darnell takes on two guys. I mean, just that's, that's a home run block right there. I yeah. Mean, he's got Chambliss and Norton both. Tied I mean, up long Milton, enough. I think Milton goes in untouched. Yep. Yeah. We'll yeah. And I mean, time. yeah. And I mean, it's just, it's nice to see Jones out there moving, you know, moving well on the outside, coming on the pull. Um, so yeah, here he goes 26. Next play. Keep it moving. Totally. Yeah. So you get a D-line stunt here by Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt. They're gonna basically uh cross each other. And Tate Ratledge doesn't recognize it. And Jordan Davis comes free. And it's a you know, it's it's thrown away, but it very easily could be interception, sack, fumble, especially in a game where these guys are going full speed at the quarterback. So um, yeah, Davis 99. You see Ratledge. He's double teaming number 95 instead of recognizing the stunt and getting on Jordan Davis and Davis just goes through untouched. All right. Um, I like, I would love to see a lot of Jordan Davis untouched. I know. Right. (laughs) Um, yeah. So Nolan Smith here does a really good job. Obviously we know he's number four, but you just get a good speed rush on McClendon. And I mean, I think, it bears mentioning while we're looking at this clip of Smith, he looked really good in the spring game. Um, you know, he's, he's gotten a lot of kudos from Kirby smart over the last couple of years for his hard work, but like his first step is way quicker um, than it has been at any point that I've noticed. And I, I really do think like he's in line for a breakout season and with Jermaine Johnson gone and some of these, some of these other guys uh, you know, he's, going to be him and adam anderson are going to be those guys on those those third down pass rush packages so uh exciting to see that all right so 33 you've got devin willick in the game now we've heard a lot about him uh he's lined up at left guard at number 77 graham and I, he, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you i have not heard a lot about devin willick can you fill us in <laughs> or do you want to just no, like, yeah, it's like, you've heard a lot about him because you're you're all over this stuff but, you're good uh, I no, love it. so he was he was a three-star offensive 
uh, I think, uh, you know, offensive tackle out of New Jersey that was like a, a late take in the class two years ago. And uh, a lot of people have kind of talked about he, him showing good stuff in practice. He's a monster of a human being. I mean, he's like all of six, seven, you know, probably all of three thirty. I mean, he's like uh, a Jordan Davis sized uh, individual out there, but um, yeah. Owen Condon was in the game at left guard on the first series for that black team. And then Willick comes in after Condon struggled a little bit. And uh, he just, you know, he goes to double team Norton with Amarius Mims and misses this delayed stunt from Chambliss, who's 32. So that forces Beck out of the pocket and the, the play is kind of kaput from there. Um, so, you know, these are things that Georgia, you know, these O-linemen are going to see a lot is just, I mean, a, a, a stunt on the D-line is not a trick play. I mean, it's going to happen, you know, every other down. So these guys need to be able to, to recognize these things as they're coming at them. All right. So we're, we're looking, we're looking at this tape. I mean, and you're, you're talking about a three-star from New Jersey that you've heard a lot of. We haven't, do you think that that he's going to get some chance to play or, I mean, we're, we're very loaded at the D line. We're blessed that Jordan Davis came back. Is he a guy that he got some snaps in G day that he could come in and some mop up duty. And then maybe we're looking at him 2022, or do you think he's going to be, uh, I mean, you know, the the O-line room is so loaded that I it's hard to say, right? I mean, but a guy that's that's that big and moves pretty well, there's always a chance. I mean, you know, I, I don't I don't anticipate we us seeing him on the field, you know, except for in like garbage time uh okay. next next season. Well, yeah, this I mean, is, but for, I mean for the guys for the fans that, that are watching like me that don't know all these guys, it's pretty cool. All right, Devin Wilcock, when we hear his name. I mean, like, great. hey, I yeah. remember that. Graham's got him on tape. <laughs> well, clip, you know. Clip 33. Like, keep an eye on him, right? Because, yeah. like, as we know, Kirby Smart doesn't develop, according to I've never heard lots of dumb people out there <laughs> on Twitter and in the media. And so you got a three-star guy who is truly a developmental player. And, you know, you get him in your nutrition program, you get him in the weight room, you get Matt Luke working with him, and maybe by his junior or senior year, he can be a contributor. And if he is, then we'll have another thing to throw at dumb people on the internet when they say Kirby Smart can't develop. This is, this is the content I'm here for. All right, <laughs> back, to the t- back, back to some plays here. This is Schaefer on a good play, right? Yeah, uh, so Schaefer's going to pull from the left guard to the right edge of the formation and create enough of a seal at the end of the line there to, to make this a, a positive play. It's not a huge play, but it's a first down play and we like first downs. So that's good. Um, but yeah, I mean, just again, kind of showing you guys the influence of the Monken Luke background and some of their DNA, which is just more, pulling linemen and you really didn't see a ton of this under Sam Pittman and that previous regime. It was a lot of just kind of as, as Nathan uh, Lawrence used to say, like, just go be big. And I mean, that that was also, it was kind of very true in a lot of ways. Um, So a lot more athleticism being shown and being asked from these guys. Yeah. So here, this is an interesting kind of play design. The, the O line is going to block left down the line. Um, 
and Cook comes in and, and he picks up the defensive end. So, I mean, he, he picks up Walker. But what's interesting is you you get some double teams kind of on the interior there and then Cook coming around to the edge to pick up Trevon Walker there on the, on the top of the screen. If I had to guess, I would think that they're doing that type of kind of different blocking scheme there uh, because of some of the issues that Georgia had with balls getting batted down over the middle last year and getting two guys on some of these big interior linemen, especially on a slant play where we know that the ball's going over the middle is, is going to be, you know, advantageous for UGA. So as a fan, I think you have to like when you see a problem and then you see something that exists to fix that problem. Yeah. You want to see improvement and like, you want to see a scheme out and, you know, show a different, wrinkle to it so that they can't just t- key off on it yeah exactly um it comes so, to 49 Trayvon yeah walker. trevon walker is gonna just push warren erickson the center right into jt daniel's lap um and uh nolan smith's gonna do a really nice job rushing on the top of the screen in mcclendon and all in all you've got an overthrown ball because you have a quarterback under duress yep but I mean, yeah, I, I mean, that's a sack. I mean, you can see right here. He, he just lays off of him. He doesn't even. Hit. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I mean, Trevon Walker, like a, a defensive end coming over center to play like a nose guard kind of position and blow up the center like that is very impressive. I mean, that guy was r- running down on kickoff coverage two if Chris, seasons ago. If Chris Smith isn't your man crush, John Fitzpatrick is. One hundred percent, dude. Look at the animal and run blocking. He absolutely manhandles Nolan Smith. Uh, I mean, he doesn't pancake him five yards down the field like he did on the first play we showed of the <laughs> of this. But still, yeah, I just I really think he's a weapon in run blocking, and I think that as an H back, uh, we're gonna see him in like a fullback H back type role, especially early in the season with a an O line that's unproven in certain spots against a D-line like Clemson's. I think he's going to be a very important part of the UGA Clemson game, and I will Yeah, he's going to get a lot of playing time because he's not going to make – he's a veteran at this point. Yeah. Um, So here you got Jalen Carter, 88, uh, your favorite player, I believe. Uh, Your your favorite wide receiver. Yeah, the Breadman Jalen, dude. He's going to blow the gap. Uh, past Jamari Sawyer. So this is a good, this is good on good, right? Jalen Carter on Jamari Sawyer. I mean, these are two of your best O-linemen versus one of your best D-linemen. Yeah, and uh, Xavier Truss totally whiffs picking up Nolan Smith after Fitzpatrick gives him a little chip on the way out for his route. And what you have is a bad situation. Um, Yeah, I mean, at that point, all they got the ball is... off. Yeah, that was. I mean, that shows you that he, there's. <laughs> we've got a good quarterback, guys. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah. Um. So here we got Xavier Truss again. Uh, he gets inside of Walker at right tackle, and then um, Ratledge is at right guard and gets upfield. I'm sorry, left guard. Uh, but yeah, Truss is uh at the bottom of your screen at left tackle. Ratledge is right next to him at left guard. And 
Uh, Ratledge is going to pick up Channing Tindall there at the, the second level on this play. You, you can see him there, number 51, working upfield, meets Tindall, and creates a nice explosive run. Um, so that that was a good play. Um, yeah, a third and one, we get the first down and then chunk yardage play. I mean, that's that's yeah. what you want. That's awesome. That straight, like, gut power. Um, and then here, you know, we, we showed this on the last week's show when we were doing the DB breakdown. This is just going to be a throwaway uh, out of the back of the end zone. Dang but on, um, I'm not there yet. You're no, about, you're good. At nine, there we go. Second half nine, there we go. No, nope. uh, clip clip eighty four. Clip eighty four. A lot of clips, dude. I know. We're almost done. <laughs> no, it's um, impressive, dude. You threw thirty plays on the O line and D line. Look at it. Yeah. So this is just a throwaway, but I think like this is one of the things I kind of want to stress. You know, as we talk about how these little things affect. You know, have big ripple ripple effects out on a, a college football game, and like Kimber has really good coverage on uh, Mitchell in the end zone, but this is also a throwaway because JT Daniels sees Devontae Wyatt number ninety five like coming at him because he blew right past Xavier Truss, and he knows he can't take a, situ- a, a sack with seventeen seconds left and zero timeouts, and you know, it's a it's a three man rush, and Truss isn't able to pick up Wyatt, and that's a that's a problematic situation. You know. Also, Josh, you're muted. Josh, there we go. There we there go. There you go. All right. Cool. All right. So All right. yeah. All right. So you have clip nine. Yeah, so um, we've got uh, Schaefer again here, and you're going to see him uh, in at guard, and you're going to see a delayed blitz from the linebacker, and uh, he's just going to miss miss on this delayed blitz. It's also questionable whether or not Warren Erickson should have been ready for this blitz instead of double teaming, uh, but it's it's a bad look for the line when when you're not seeing these things and picking them up i mean 35 is a walk-on whose name i had to look up i have never heard his name in my entire life and he's running free past your first team offensive line that's not good um yeah so here we got second team of line uh mims does a really nice job at left tackle on this play um and right guard, I think you have Condon um, that that does a nice job as well. Uh, I think – what player are you on? I'm on 13. Okay, yeah, all right. That's what I was like. Yeah, all right. So, yeah, Mims just does a nice job at left tackle there, and the interior line le- leaves a good lane for uh, Vandegrift. Um, so, yeah, here on this next one. Um, uh, yeah, so – Again, uh, yeah, this is a really nice run play. Condon does a good job creating a seal on the interior. Uh, Mims sets that top edge at left tackle there. You see him kind of take that momentum and push that guy back out of the play. Um, And then you're going to have Clay Webb. He gets upfield and puts 
puts his pads on Smeal Mondin, number 60. And so Van Pran gets upfield, doesn't really find a guy to block. Um, if he does, maybe that's a, a more expensive play, but like that's a really nice, nice job creating a run lane there. And then uh, here you've got Condon again. Uh, he's going to engage a little too quickly on the inside. And instead of having his eyes downfield, again, there's a, a delay blitz that comes. And Broderick Jones doesn't block either of the two delay blitzers that are coming there. So you got two guys coming. He blocks neither of them. And, you know, I get that there's two guys coming, but like you, you got to at least pick one and block them. And, you know, maybe you give your quarterback a shot to scramble one on one. So, um, 36 there. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you got Mims at left tackle and Jones at right tackle and just a good job by Jones at right tackle, a good job by Mims and they keep a clean, clean pocket for Carson Beck. And like, this is what you, this is what you want to see out of those guys. I mean, those guys are the, probably the, the two starting tackles of the future for the Georgia football program. And that's, that's a nice job by them. And then the last play of the day, uh, we're going to have a good running back blitz pickup by, uh, by Zamir. You got Quay Walker coming on the blitz and I don't think that's the play. Uh, for, yeah. 43. I got 43. 42. Jesus Christ. I don't even have it. It's all good. Um, <laughs> let's break this all... one down. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, bro. Uh, no, you're good. All good. Um, let's so go. yeah, I mean, good, you know, good, good film breakdown. Um, I think all in all, you know, like the, the takeaways from this, cause we did show some stuff that, you know, we showed some good and bad and like, what I took out of this is a uh, Amarius Mims is already a stud. Like with some of this mental stuff and some of these delayed blitz pickups that we're seeing some of the first team offensive line whiff on, he's already looking very, very competent, not just physically, but mentally. Um, so again, like I said, like Georgia needs to find another solution besides trust at tackle. Maybe it's him. Maybe it's not. Um, the other thing, you know, Tate Ratledge got that start at right guard and, uh, he, you know, especially upon second watch, like he performed better than, than I think, you know, would be fair to expect. I, I thought he did a really good job and especially in the run game did a really nice job and it, he will probably be in the rotation on the O line next season. Um, Nolan Smith, Trevon Walker, Adam Anderson, all look really good. They all have that speed rush ability. Uh, you know, I think Georgia will be able to keep all three of them fresh by rotating them in and out. And it really wouldn't shock me if those three combine for, you know, 20 to 25 sacks next year. Um, I think that's very, very realistic with their capabilities. Uh, with Broderick Jones, I think he has some really good tools and he had some nice moments, but not quite all the way there yet it hasn't all clicked for him and that's okay. It takes time. He didn't get, you know, a, a normal off season last year. Um, but if I had to guess, I would say that Mims is probably higher in the pecking order than him right now, despite being a year 
behind him. Um, so keep an eye on that. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, Devontae Wyatt, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, I don't I mean, think there's a better interior line in the country. I really don't. Oh, yeah. I mean, our up front, we're it's we're blessed. I mean, I mean, it's I we're gonna yeah. see a lot of quarterback pressures. We see a lot of that. I mean, we're we're so lucky. I mean, Jordan Davis is the anchor of it, but don't I mean you've been singing Wyatt's praises all offseason and he's the unsung hero of that that D line. You know who else uh surprised me and really popped out when when watching this and doing this line, you know, really focusing on the line and looking at this film. Uh Chaz Chambliss is really, really good. And you know, he's a true freshman early enrollee, but his pass rush abilities are already pretty impressive. And I, I think we'll see him play a lot of snaps for Georgia in his career. And he could be kind of that in that second line of guys next year. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Daniels, I, like, I think uh, this gave me an even greater appreciation that he's just really damn good. Like there's a lot of throws in that game that he had to rush. He had to deliver a lot of balls, flat footed off platform. He had to rush reads and he still had a, you know, 300 and something yard passing day where he completed like 70% of his balls. Uh, if, if Georgia can give him really good uh, O line production, like he's, he could have one of those super special, you know, magical kind of kind of seasons. Like he's got that uh, that type of ability. Um, the other thing that you know, I think the interesting battle uh, to come is is at center because I thought Van Pran looks really good. We also know Warren Erickson is really good as well and can play multiple positions. So I just think it's gonna be really interesting to see if if Van Pran can kind of like take take that position away from Erickson in fall camp and then is it possible Erickson moves into one of the guard spots like I, I think there's a lot of stuff that could still shake out with this line and then lastly which we already mentioned but like Fitzpatrick and Darnell Washington are really your sixth and seventh linemen and they need to be used as such especially to help out uh those tackles early on in the year because when yeah, they're on the end of the line nothing comes through that first two year run in, in G day where you know, he blocked from Milton, where he took on two guys is just shows you what, how complete a player we expect him to be, where he picks a big, uh, gets a big reception to get us into scoring position and then takes on two guys uh, yeah. and, and frees it up for Milton to get the TD. So that's, that's what you want to see out of a, out of a tight end, like that has his skills and physical ability. And, and uh, I know a lot of people say he looks, he's not fluid when he runs her out, but if that's not fluid, I'll take, I'll take, D Washington all day long. Yeah, totally. All right. Um, Anything we got some house keep house uh, keeping to do, right? Do you what is is it me or you? What you want to go first? What do you what do you got for us? Oh, um, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I thought you had something at the end, but here we go. Oh no. Okay, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, you know, kind of the last thing that I would add to all this is like the even though it was a G day game, uh, there was like a few plays in here where Monken, like they were passing plays, but he had like the first play of the game was a screen to Kyrus Jackson. And he had like two guards off the right side pull. Like it was going to be a, 
a handoff around the left edge, which it might have been something he did last year and I didn't notice it, but I just thought it was really interesting. Uh, and it's an interesting way to influence the defense. And so just kind of something to like keep an eye out moving forward is really like, I know I've said this three times already, but it, I don't feel like it can be overstated how much these guys want to get the linemen downfield and, you know, really moving and, and getting out towards the hashes. So something to keep in mind with recruiting and sort of as fall camp comes around is the guys that'll win these spots will have that ability. Dude, I just want to thank you kind of as a, as a fan. I mean, you've given us every single guy that played and given us some tape to look at and some, some skills. That was fantastic. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, if you're watching this stuff and you're following Graham on Twitter, you're going to know a lot more uh, going into the football season than if you don't. And I suppose if you're watching us at this point that you, you are following Graham <laughs> and watching it. Yeah, I would hope so. It was pretty good. Um, no, well, hey, thank you. I appreciate it. I no, really it was great. I mean, seriously, that was unbelievable. I mean, we, I could barely keep up. There's 30 plays in this queue that we had. Uh, but no, listen, we thank you guys for watching and listening. We've got this on podcast. We've got this on Twitter. We've got this on YouTube. And we have uh, we asked for you guys to su submit some five stars and we'd give away a couple hats, which we have done. Uh, we've got let me hang on here and we get my, my you know what together. And uh, our first five star review was from blue brody seven graham and josh know their stuff have a great report explaining the ins and outs of georgia's roster schemes and building each week the youtube is where you might be watching this but uh my man we got you a hat all right bro bro bro, bro. so this is yours or this is yours all right find us out on well we know who you are all right we appreciate you we really do and we got one more and this one is from we don't know JP Dog uh, as well, right? But uh, no, JP Dog 04 posted these guys know their stuff from their film review player evals analysis analytics. I'll take credit for the analytics, maybe just a little bit. Everything else is Graham. Top to bottom, these guys are elite. We are elite. JP Dog, look us up on Twitter. DM us. You get one of these hats. We appreciate it. FTMF. Hell yeah. With that, anything else you got tonight, Graham? Uh, Brandon Turnage transferred from Alabama to Georgia, defensive back. Uh, I don't know much about him. I kind of doubt he's going to play right away, but maybe he will. Um, but if Kirby wanted him, I want him. So good news there. Yeah. Last year, we the last time we had a uh, defensive back transfer in from Alabama, it was a good year. It was a good Mo year. Smith. Yeah, that's dude. right. All right. Thank you guys. Please continue those five star reviews on the podcast. Retweet us. Subscribe on the YouTube. Follow Graham on the Twitter at dog. Uh, sorry, dog out west. You can follow me on the Twitter at dog underscore stats um, and read Graham's stuff and all the other guys on dogsports.com. We are having some fun in the preseason and looking forward to the to uh, the summer camps and i mean we're looking for some football so we're uh, going to continue with this and we're looking we're uh, going to have some guests and we're going to do some other interviews and stuff but we really appreciate what you guys are tweeting and following us and and uh thank you
Yeah. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for, uh, you know, putting, putting all this together from the, the technical side and, uh, yeah. Thank you guys, all of you who watch and, uh, like sit through, uh, sit through all of our 44 minutes of craziness, offensive line tape. Come on, dude. Who doesn't want that? It's may there's no off season. Yeah. We don't have I'm an all off season it. Here. I love it. I'm here. Yeah. I mean, all right. That's all. It's the only football we're going to watch Georgia play for the next four months. So we're going to squeeze every absolute ounce of uh, enjoyment and knowledge we can out of it. And then we're going to, I don't know, we'll talk shit about Dan Mullen for the three months after that. Yeah, we're going to squeeze in a Tom Crean show, I swear to God. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Graham. Go, dogs. Thanks, Josh. Go, dogs. <laughs>